the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Good to be along on this Tuesday edition. Feels as though the weather has changed a little for the chill once again, but it is good to be with you wherever you are making your way home. Kath, good to see you. How are things on your Tuesday? Thank you, John. Things just fine. Mm-hmm, Very mm-hmm. much looking forward to uh, today's program. Excellent. Our good friend Hugh Ross will be with us. Um, I always love when Hugh's here. We're going to open up the phones in the 5 o'clock hour. Yes. Um, and it's National Pretzel Day. So, Pretzel Day. I mean, yeah. I don't think we can lose. All right. So, listen, I've been thinking about uh, watching. We've been talking about watching programs and my refusal to engage recently. Well, not your refusal. You gave it up for Lent. It's, yeah. not, it's not refusal. Well, lately I've just been kind of a bit of a refusal, to be honest. Oh, okay. However. <laughs> like I said, Christy, it is a refusal. It is. <laughs> yes. Was... Have you... Have you Touched it all on the Netflix series, Old Enough? I don't know anything about it. It's a Japanese series. And the premise of the series is they send out toddlers to go do things by themselves. What kinds of things? Go to the store. What? Yeah. Wait, it's a reality show? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hugely popular. Hugely popular. You got to check it out because it's wild. I mean, little kids... Babies, essentially, two-year-old, three-year-old, walking alone through streets with a note in hand to go into the store to get, you know, something. And so we're just watching it to see what they do? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Christy, have you heard about this? Nope. Yeah, it's really wild. Okay, so I've been thinking about this because I watched an episode, which I loved, and then I started to read about it because it's a cultural thing. I discovered this, that um, in Japan... 10 to 11-year-olds, uh, their parents, if they say that we're going to go on a trip with 10, year, 10 to 11-year-olds, most of those kids are left to go to their own devices. Only 15% of the time it, does it require a chaperone. In America... Wait, a bunch of 10 and 11-year-olds go away on trips together? Yeah. They, you know, say like we're going to do an outing. So we're going to do a field trip. The 10 and 11-year-olds go by themselves in Japan. Only 15% of the time is there a chaperone with them. In America, 10 and 11-year-olds, whenever they go out and do things, whether it's a school field trip or whatever. They all end up in the hospital. 65% of the time, they have chaperones. It's just how we look at our kids and how we consider their independence and their safety. What do you think? I think that's super interesting. It is very interesting. Old Enough on Netflix. It's a Japanese series. Please check it out. Wow. All right. Okay. Tuesday afternoon, uh, as we always do to kick off the show, Kath delivers the news stories of the day. So without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, John, it is Tuesday, did you know? I do. April 26th, 2022, number one. 
More than half of people in the U.S. had antibodies for COVID-19 by the end of February, according to a new study from the CDC. Children and teens were hit especially hard by the Omicron variant throughout the winter, with antibodies detected in three quarters of the largely unvaccinated population. Three quarters. The increase in COVID most significant in kids from 44% December all the way up to 75% February among children ages 11 and younger. And percentage is almost identical kids 12 to 17. So I'm reading that 60% of the population apparently has had COVID. You you have not had COVID? No. Christy? No, I have not. No. You? Well, I remember I thought I did, but then I got the indeterminate test result. Oh, yeah, right. So I don't I don't know. You're the only member of your family who has Who yet. has not. Yes, mm-hmm. everyone else in my family's had it. Probably, well, don't, the, probably the cats have had it. Probably so, yeah. Well, don't come knocking here on the ride I home. Took, I took a n- test last night. I'm negative, just in Very case good. you guys were concerned. Excellent. Good number, job. Number two. Good job. <laughs> like, I've, it's a performance test. It. Like, I got an A. <laughs> good studying, Ken. Number two. The Washington County-based developer planning a $600 million project that would bring a massive Ferris wheel, splash park, marina, ice skating rink, and housing project to Pittsburgh's north side mm-hmm. received $10 million in state funding for the project. Yeah, they're throwing that? money. They are throwing money around. That is like a cash influx mm-hmm. that any developer would like. You kidding me? Yeah. Long for. The project will be called Esplanade or Esplanade, depending on how you'd like to pronounce that word. I see Esplanade. Okay. It's been in the works for several years. Um, It will include a 45,000-square-foot pavilion for year-round entertainment, a courtyard and winter garden, restaurant, fresh food market, retail kiosks, and, of course, the aforementioned Ferris wheel. Also, a mixed-purpose marina that will be available for public use, and a 300-unit apartment building with 20% of units earmarked as affordable housing. All right. So the deal is a Ferris wheel with a fresh food market. Right. So I'm going to go to the store, pick up some milk, and, and take a little the, trip on the wheel. Listen, I hate a Ferris wheel. Oh, I, I love think a Ferris wheel. What are you kidding me? I think they're beautiful to look what? at. I hate them. Why? I hate them. They You're not a Pittsburgher. They scare me. I, I get I get oh, freaked out on I Ferris love it. wheels. It's one of my favorite things at it's the amusement horrible. park. It's horrible. I hate it so really? much. Oh, my gosh. I'd, I'd ride any coaster five times a day for a whole summer before I got on a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I mean, oh. Who am I to say, no, don't be afraid of that. Exactly, right? John. No, sorry. Good thing you're not my therapist. <laughs> and it's not the first time I've thought it. Number, you got that number right. three. Tell me more. One day after bringing <laughs> Really? I had no idea you would think that. <laughs> number three. All right. One day after bringing four commercial flyers down from the International Space Station, SpaceX prepared a Falcon 9 rocket and Crew Dragon capsule for launch to ferry four professional astronauts to the lab complex for a four and a half month stay. Holy smokes. Liftoff from pad 39A at the Kennedy Space Center is targeted for 3.52 a.m. on Wednesday. Roughly, John, do you know why they picked that Mm. time? (laughs) Roughly the moment Earth's rotation carries the rocket into the plane of the space station's orbit. Excellent. Are you excited about that? Yeah, of course, because everything's got to line up. We have Jell Lindgren, uh, pilot Bob Hines, geologist astronaut Jessica Watkins, and European Space Agency astronaut Samantha Cristoforetti. Very nice. That's Elon Musk sending people to space, buying Twitter, and apparently on the North Shore, 
opening a taco stand. He does it all. All good. And for number four, both the Pirates and Pens back at it this evening. The Pens host the Edmonton Oilers and mm. freakishly talented Connor McDavid. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, puck drop at 7 p.m. The Pens just one point ahead of the Caps for third place in the Metro. Washington is one game in hand, and they trail the Bruins by two points in a possible battle for the top wild card. And the Buccos host the Brewers. Hopefully rain won't be an issue. First pitch, 6.35 p.m., and that is your top four at four. Excellent. Very good. All right. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break. Separate. When we do come back, what are we talking about, Kath? Yeah, we're talking about the gifts and challenges for midlife women <laughs> and beyond. Oh, yeah. Happy Look to out. comment on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John will be carrying this conversation mm-hmm. after my the commercial t- break on the ride home. Yeah, here's my two cents on midlife. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. And I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero, Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. And paid for by MaxPace Marketing. Attention. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced complications such as chronic pain, infection, wound reopening, mesh migration, bowel obstruction, need revision surgery, or other complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Hernia repair surgery is common and requires a mesh product to be implanted inside your body. In May of 2016, the manufacturer of a popular hernia mesh product issued a mandatory global recall due to product defects. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call the Hernia Mesh Helpline now at 800-611-7075. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve. You pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call the Hernia Mesh Helpline now. 800-611-7075. Operators are standing by 24-7. Call 800-611-7075. That's 800-611-7075. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. When I found out that we were going to be talking about 
issues related to women in midlife, I thought, well, there's no one I want better to uh, handle this conversation than John Hall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes you're invited to a conversation and you go, ah, oh, thanks. I'll just sit over here for a while. Michelle Van Loon is with us. She's a regular guest on our show, author of six books, most recently, Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. Here today to talk to us, Kath. About women in midlife, Michelle. Welcome. Oh, do tell, Michelle. Well, women and men. Oh. <laughs> I, I asked women some questions, but the answers are conversation worthy for men and there we go okay don't 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 leave john sign me up michelle oh no you got my rapt attention right here (laughs) all right michelle so you decided that you would ask some questions about women who are in midlife um and i think you got some interesting results a couple things i didn't expect so talk about why you decided to do this and what you learned well i have been writing about midlife issues and spiritual formation in the second half of life pretty much for the last 10 to 15 years. And I, at the, initially I had done um, just kind of a casual survey. I'm not a researcher. I'm not an expert. I'm just a person with a lot of questions. And I had asked my little small group of people back in 2013. So this is 10 years, almost 10 years ago, some questions about their relationship with the local church. And I ended up with over 500 responses back then. That one thing led to another, led to another, led to another. And um, in 2017, I launched a website for midlife men and women called the perennialgen.com, where I could just give space to people that sometimes get pushed into the shadows or maybe have never tried exercising their voice before to talk about their experiences with caregiving, with the church, with um, launching young adult children, with health problems, all of that. So a lot of first person kind of narratives. At the same time, I also got involved in um, something with another author Um, she had written or kind of collected a book of essays called The Wonder Years from a variety of of authors, both living and a few that are now with Jesus, talking about their experiences at midlife. So I have been immersed in this topic. Well, the opportunity came to kind of work on merging those two areas of interest And in order to figure out where people were at, what they needed, I I asked more questions because questions is what I love to do. And so this survey was just of, of the people that were connected to this community, those two communities, um, the Facebook sites, the websites, um, or people that have come to an event. Um, The Wonder Years Gathering did an online event, did an in-person event, and had some plans for more. And so part of my asking these questions was to find out where people were at. We've had a pandemic, and 
um, I, I want to make sure that I'm hearing where people are at. So um, I shared with you guys um, a, a set of very interesting statistics from that completely unscientific group. Um, as of today, we have just less than 150 responses. Um, and it is definitely self-selecting because it was just those, those groups. But I asked them, what are your big challenges? If you're, if you're approaching 40 or over, what are you facing? 77% of the people who responded to this little survey said that health issues were front and center for them mm. in a way that uh, that statistic surprised me. Too. me. Um, and I think um, partly because of the pandemic, partly because many of us have been pressed into caregiving roles that sure. we may not have had before, but this affects everything else. Um, if we're dealing with either our own health decline or the, the health issues of a loved one, it's going to change our relationship to work. It's going to change our ability to be present in church. It's going to change our family relationships and our ability to cultivate and maintain friendships which were some of the other statistics that kind of popped up. Family relationships were a biggie. Friendships were a biggie. Caregiving and um, purpose and vocation. But that was, that 77.8% response was a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, it was for me too. Now, Michelle, when we think about that, 77, 77, almost 78, actually, uh, percent of respondents said that that was front and center for them, as you said. What does that, so what are the implications of that? Clearly, it affects people, not just the woman, like you were saying, you know, it affects husbands, fathers, you know, sons, that sort of thing, um, daughters. But what, what about the other implications for a woman's life in general? Well, I, I think I I have my own health issues. I would have checked that box if I was taking the survey myself. But I think that sometimes we can kind of run past that. Um, in the church, for example, a lot of the programming that we do, a lot of the activities that we do are dependent on a person who's got some time and some health yeah, that's so to true. show up to things, yep. to, to do things. And so the message that sometimes comes, and I heard this in some of the comments that we got, I've also heard it through the years, um, you know, in other, other spaces and places when I've written about these things, is that people become people with health issues become invisible, um, or, you know, they become a project. And none of the women wanted, I mean, there maybe there's somebody that really just needs to be someone else's project because they're in crisis. But the moment that the crisis stops for most of us, um, we want to be able to participate and have a voice. It was interesting to be able to hear from some of these respondents about the things that were 
a gift and a, and a joy at this time in life. I tend to be a glass three quarters empty or mostly empty or completely bone dry kind of person. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it it might it was helpful for me to hear too. The other surprising statistic from this group of people who answered was that they found great joy in family good relationships with their adult children mm-hmm. 72.5 percent oh that's good and that's good. that number surprised me i like i suppose if some real um you know people that know how to do surveying were to ask these questions or rephrase some of them to get maybe uh, a more neutral kinds of answers the stat wouldn't have been so high but i just asked based on what I hear from people. So a lot of us struggle um, in those young adult years with launching. It's a messy process. A lot of times um, there's trips back to the nest. There is um, financial help that's sometimes needed. There's crises. You know, the pandemic affected that too and brought a lot of young adults home. Um, So I'd be interested to know if that statistic would have been the same five years ago, Mm -hmm. but um, I thought that was, that was kind of a hopeful thing. Um, A lot of us do struggle with kind of navigating those young adult years Mm -hmm. as our kids are struggling to break away and establish their own homes and identity. Um, So that was that was a surprise on the positive end of this survey. So, yeah. Okay. So positives and negatives. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Michelle Van Loon, author of six books, including her most recent translating your past, finding meaning in family ancestry, genetic clues and generational trauma. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to make sure I brought up also um, that's related to all of these things is where you were specifically asking women and um, oftentimes I have found that uh, issues that are related to women, especially in midlife, though women aren't asked those questions because it's uncomfortable for men. And so there's a lot of information about that that doesn't come out. And mm-hmm. I wonder if you had found that kind of data in any of your conversations or research. Yeah. Well, over the last few years, I've tried because I write for both men and women Um I've tried to to talk to men, but men's issues tend to be different, yeah. and the and men um, are different. I mean, men are men are like just dudes are different. Right. But I think, particularly because vocation, um, the workplace is so big. It's big for women too. Um, in but it definitely is for men that. I think until they approach um, retirement or shifting out of full-time work or being shoved out of full-time work because they're too old and expensive to have around, there's a lot of that um, as well for men. Um, but the questions of vocation and purpose are are big for both genders. Um, I, I wrote a book called Becoming Sage, um, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. 
And I talked to both men and women because there's a lot that happens as well as kids leaving home, work, vocational life often changes, relationships with our church change, our our marriages can, um, you know, with no kids to focus on, um, that is, that is a crisis for many marriages. It's, it's a hopeful thing, but it is definitely a big change. So we're facing challenges. And I think the thing that if I could encourage those that are leading Bible studies or pastoring churches, working with small groups, serving in their community, it's to be able to pay attention to some of the things that people who are older, 40, 50, 60, and certainly as people move into their 60s and 70s, it changes yet again um, and becomes more intense. Some of the, um, the big drama of transition that happens at midlife starts to settle and people can um, kind of rest more securely in who they are, their relationship with God. There's lots of statistics that kind of bear that out, not my own bad surveys. But, um, but being able to pay attention because things like programming or expectations about church involvement, if people are dealing with health issues, caregiving issues, navigating um relationships with friends and family, you know, there's just a lot of upheaval. So that sensitivity um, to those things and perhaps thinking differently about some of the programming that happens in a church um, can be an incredible support to people that are dying to be seen. That's good. That's great. Michelle, you do really interesting work. And to think of, you know, there are millions and millions of us in the same boat. And for the most part, we tend to think that we're isolated or our problems are unique to ourselves when the fact of the matter is that we're all in this together, especially 50, 60, as you said, further on in life. I mean, things get a little more difficult. So it's good. Your research, I wouldn't downgrade your research at all. You're doing excellent work, uh, even though the sample size you're saying is, you know, 150 and it's not, you know, a, you know gigantic and scientific. This is quality mm-hmm. stuff that you're involved in. Clearly, people are telling you the truth. Check out Michelle Van Loon's latest book, Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. Also, Becoming Sage, which she mentioned just a few minutes ago, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. Michelle, love you. Love Great you, to Michelle. See you. Excellent work. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Our pleasure. Find Michelle online, just like it's spelled. MichelleVanLoon.com. Elon Musk would want you to. gentlemen boys and girls we've got a big old announcement the biggest of it extra extra read all about it big grab a seat pull up a chair cue the music welcome in the dancers that might be pushing it eh i didn't write this stuff okay here's the big announcement any word fm listener who uses United Faith Mortgage when purchasing a new home, we will pay $1,000 of your closing costs. Booyah! No gimmicks, no extra costs, just a healthy amount of niceness. Here's Uncle Ryan to wrap it up. The announcement is true. In reality, we believe that home purchases are going to pick back up this year, and we want to excite you, 
to use us. We're a family mortgage team committed to this station, and we want to go the extra mile. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. Are you ready to retire? Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. The stock market goes up and down is beyond your control. But you're at a point in your life where you can't afford to make big financial mistakes. I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Our investment strategy allows you to go up with the stock market, lock in your gains, and when the stock market goes down, your investment won't lose a dime. This works for your investments, savings at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and literally never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to, that's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides like Secret Recipe Fries or Creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get kfc's side lovers meal order now on the kfc app prices of participation may vary 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word pittsburgh and on your phone via the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and odyssey Patchy clouds and colder tonight. We'll see a late-night rain or snow shower in spots, the low 35. A shower in spots tomorrow morning, otherwise mostly cloudy skies and breezy with a high of 43. Turning out clear and cold tomorrow night. Temperatures breaking the record of 29, set back in 1934. There will be a freeze with a low of 28. Partly sunny and cold Thursday with a high of 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. How much of the world is hidden? All these strange things that are uncovered slowly, like peeling away the layers of an onion. Listen to this. An archaeological dig in Turkey has uncovered what researchers believe is the largest subterranean city in the world. Really? A cave was discovered in a city, Midyat, in the Midyat district in the southern, southern province of Mardin in Turkey that revealed passageways leading to a complex comprising of water wells, silos, places of worship, all dating from the 2nd and 3rd century, which holds upwards the capacity to shelter around 20,000 people in addition to livestock. Wine cellars, stables, chapels, a religious school were uncovered amid the passageways to other cities and other settlements. Come on. Yeah. Which could hold at least sixty to seventy thousand people underground. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm confused. 
Okay. Okay. Was it was it built to be underground, or has it just been covered up over no, all the years? It was built to be underground. People living underground, hiding away in safety from those who may do them harm. Entire sixty to seventy thousand people underground. It would be like putting Heinz Field underground. Much larger because you're yeah, all because, spread right, out. Yeah, because not everybody's sitting there. Schools. I mean, you got Concession. livestock. Concession. Where's the popcorn underground? I mean, can you imagine second and third century? That's outrageous. Okay, this sounds, this is one of those chronological snobbery moments Mm -hmm. when I look back and I think, how could people in the second and third century have known how to do that? Like those those people were dumb and we're so smart now. Because we have Netflix. Exactly. (laughs) No, they had their act together. I had to watch three episodes of The Guardian last night. (laughs) Right, exactly. Are you kidding me? These people thought and worked and planned all day long and did it again and again and again and again. That's an outrageous story. Yeah. So levels, levels that held somewhere between 20 and 30,000 and then further out, 60 to 70,000 underground in Turkey. And the cool thing is they didn't even know about this. They stumbled upon it and have been discovering this now. Okay. Now, you know the the tunnels that are underneath Paris? Yes. And underneath. Okay. So I have this fascination mm-hmm. with those because if you've seen any of them they're huge yep. it's not like they've got like a 10-foot ceiling like like you're in a mine Exa- they have like 40-foot ceilings yeah. they're outrageous well could you imagine you got livestock in there schools but this so the the, the paris tunnels are fascinating to yes. me and london tunnels are fascinating mm-hmm. but th- this takes the cake that. in turkey so imagine the turks at the forefront of civilization Right? You would have to be if you're so involved in investing life underground, subterranean life. And they, you go in through a cave. That's wild. That's really wild. All right. Wow. Speaking of wild, Hugh Ross is with us in a little bit. What are we talking about? Scientists hope to broadcast DNA and Earth's location in case anyone out there is looking for us. God's creation here underground you think and in outer space. For us? I hope not. 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA. I'm excited to tell you that not long ago we launched Saving America Radio and Freedom Night in America, which exists to create biblical citizens inspired for local change. It's about empowering believers to know what the Bible says about being an informed citizen. This year, Freedom Nights will be branching out to even more churches across America. Be listening to our new program, Saving America Radio, right here. Saving America Radio with Charlie Kirk, weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 WORD. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover. And so can your whole family at Recovery Centers of America at Monroeville. Your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family support services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. 
Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems, heating and air. Our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives. Not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe, Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp. Rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Even if the aliens are short, dour, and sexually obsessed, said the late cosmologist Carl Sagan, if they're here, I want to know about them. What the heck? Hugh Ross is back with us. Hugh's a regular guest on our show. He is a part of founder and president Reasons to Believe, an organization dedicated to integrating scientific fact and biblical faith. His books are numerous today to talk to us about said aliens and sending DNA into outer space. Hugh, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me back. Okay, so what would this look like, Hugh? How do, how do you send, first of all, is this a, how is the DNA deposited out there, and what, is, and what are these broadcasts like? Would they yeah, be? they're not actually sending DNA. They're sending a binary-coded message, oh. and they're, they're assuming the message can be easily uh, deciphered because, I mean, for all computers, they're based on a binary system, and so what they're sending is the biochemical composition of life on Earth uh, through a digital message. Really? And then they're sending other information, too, uh, like uh, the position of our star relative to the Milky Way, um, you know, digitized images of what we humans look like, uh, and then digitized de- depiction of what the solar system looks like. So that's kind of the bottom line. And they're using the world's most powerful telescopes to broadcast this digital message to where they think is the most likely location or galaxy for extraterrestrial intelligent life to exist. Really? So this is sort of an update, Hugh, to the golden record, which was sent out into space decades and decades ago. So the hope is, now, Hugh, to find out, out people, aliens, outside of our solar system, NASA is calling this beacon in the galaxy. Uh, why do we want to find aliens? Well, this has been going, I mean, I took courses from both Carl Sagan and Frank Drake uh, when I was a graduate student. And uh, the goal is, hey, the only hope for humanity is we make contact 
uh, with some extraterrestrial aliens that are uh, more intelligent than we are, and hopefully they're prepared to broadcast to us uh, a book that will solve all the problems that we face. Mm. And so, and I remember when I was taking this uh, course from Carl Sagan, I said, don't we already have an Encyclopedia Galactica that's being sent to us that solves all the problems of human life? Mm. And I was sitting in the second row, and Carl overheard me. He says, I know exactly what you're talking about, but no one can live up to the moral message of that book. And my point was, that's exactly the message of that book. No one can, but uh, the Creator's prepared to do it for you. Mm, fabulous. But Carl Sagan himself, famously, he was not a believer in, in, a, in God or anything, was he? Well, maybe in the last months of his life, uh, you know, physicists on our staff here had reasons to believe, had an email exchange with him during the last 18 months of Carl's life. And, uh, you know, in the last six months, Carl said, yeah, if you want to pray for me, I would really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, Dave Rogstad had a really interesting exchange. Dave, however, says, I'm not certain whether he crossed the line into belief or not at the moment of his death. Fabulous. Okay, Hugh, so say we send out this uh, this missives, all the, the DNA and whatnot. Here we are. We're, we're waving a, a red flag in the vastness of space. Now, obviously, the odds of aliens or some intelligent life finding that have to be extremely low. But if they did, and of course that is a very large but... I mean, wouldn't it be dangerous to draw attention to ourselves? Because, you know, you're opening yourselves up to super intelligent beings who could have their way with us. Well, that's what a physicist uh, wrote about when he was interviewed by uh, Britain's Daily Mail. He says, we have no idea whether these extraterrestrials are friendly or hostile. And look at all the information we're giving them. We're telling them exactly where we are. Yeah. And uh, moreover, I would add this, we're actually revealing that we're not that intelligent <laughs> because we're sending a lot, you know, a lot of the binary code is giving the biochemical composition of life on Earth. Guess what? We already know that has to be the identical biochemical code of any possibly existing life. So in one sense, we're actually uh, communicating our ignorance. And so people say, hey, you know, uh, maybe these uh, humans on this particular planet are going to be easy pickings. Uh, but they're also ignoring a couple of papers that were published about two years ago making the point, yes, the universe could possibly house extraterrestrial intelligent life, but it takes a long time for the physics and the chemistry to be set up, and we realize uh, we're the first possible existing intelligent beings in the universe. We're here at the bare minimum time uh, for physical intelligent life to exist. These papers were saying maybe after us there could be other intelligent civilizations, but not before. And given the light travel time, the fact that everything we uh, send out, we're actually communicating to a potential civilization earlier than us, this is a waste of time and money. Really? So we're the cavemen of the universe? We're the cavemen of the universe. We're the first on the scene. And so... If there are extraterrestrial beings, they will follow us. They can't precede us. And from a Christian perspective, you know, God could have created extraterrestrial beings somewhere else, uh, but they would have to be like us. And as we astronomers uh, survey our universe and our galaxy, everywhere we look, we see conditions that are hostile for advanced life. 
And I've got a lot of friends who are researchers in the SETI project, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligent Life. And what I share with them is, until you can find a star that's sufficiently like the sun to be a candidate to have a planet orbiting it, on which advanced life is conceivable, do not waste the telescope time. That time is extremely valuable, and that's what bothers me. I see all this telescope time uh, being frittered away on stars that we know are not candidates. Astronomer Hugh Ross is with us, founder and president of Reasons to Believe. His books are numerous and include Weathering Climate Change, Why the Universe is the Way it Is, and Navigating Genesis. Hugh, um, talk a little bit more about the uniqueness of our sun, um, what sets it apart, and what, uh, what about it allows for the life that we experience on this planet? Well, for 60 years, uh, my peers have been scouring our galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy, trying to find another star sufficiently like our sun. And what we discovered is the star that comes the closest to manifesting the features of our sun has five times the luminosity and stability that our sun now manifests. That factor of five rules out the possibility of an advanced civilization on a planet orbiting that star. Our star is also uh, noted for having the minimum uh, flaring activity. So all the other stars you look at, uh, they have more severe flares. And if you're a microbe, you can handle a flare. But for example, if we had a solar flare that was like the one that took place in 1859, that would knock out almost all the power grids of the world. And uh, not a problem in 1859, but it'd be a huge problem today. Right. So, you, I mean, what do you think? I mean, would it be amazing if alien life was discovered, if in some wild, I mean, this, of course, is all science fiction speculation, there was a conversation that somehow took place, and from one side to the other, someone said something about Jesus, and both sides nodded their head? That could happen, but, you know, if we're talking, say, 20,000 light years away, that means it's going to take 40,000 years to have a conversation like, hello, how are you? Uh, so it's going to be really challenging to have any kind of conversation. Well, I hadn't thought about, I hadn't thought about that. Right. It would take a long time to get to the Jesus part. If it we would were, be. Right. But what's your gut feeling, Hugh? I mean, are they out there? Well, from a Christian perspective, we do know that there is extraterrestrial intelligent life. The Bible tells us that God created at least two distinct species of intelligent life, us human beings and the angels. But the angels are not constrained by the physics of the universe like we are. So I think the real question is, is it possible that God created physical aliens like us somewhere else in the universe? That's certainly possible. But again, from an astronomical perspective, we've yet to find a galaxy or a star uh, that could be such a candidate. So just based on the astronomy alone, it appears that we really are alone. Uh, we really don't see another possibility. But from the biblical perspective, it could go either way, where God creates just one uh, species of physical intelligent beings, or he creates several. Uh, we'll find out. Hugh, last question for you. You mentioned wasting telescope time a few minutes ago. Um, if you feel like um, a lot of these investigations are a waste of telescope time, what would you rather see people looking at in telescopes? Well, I'm, I'm, 
and they're using radio astronomers to beam these messages out. And I was a radio astronomer. And uh, it's difficult competing for telescope time. Uh, you know, we value the telescope time at anywhere from 5000 to $15,000 an hour. So to, you know, take a valuable radio telescope and focus on a star, for example, that we already know has the wrong characteristics for intelligent life, that time could be used much more profitably to investigate the physical features of a distant galaxy, uh, to observe distant stars. I mean, I'm excited that we found a gravitational lens that was able to image a star uh, that was only 900 million years after the cosmic creation event. And, you know, they found this galaxy cluster that magnified the image of the star by at least 3,000 times. So that's where I'd like to see the telescope time go. Let's actually find out something really important about the universe. Yes. Hugh, uh, Cassie left question, but I have to add one more. How geeked are you about the miracle of the James Webb telescope making its way to its place and soon will be operational? I'm really excited because it's exceeding all expectations. Mm -hmm. They know that the temperatures are really low. They've already done some tests on images. The images are way better than anything that they had hoped for. So this telescope is going to make some amazing discoveries. In particular, it's the only instrument with the capability of observing the very first-born stars in the universe. And that's a cornerstone uh, to key cosmic creation models. So as a believer, I'm really thrilled that the James Webb Space Telescope has the relatively soon potential to really give us an even stronger case for what the Bible predicted thousands of years ago. Mm. Hugh, uh, we appreciate you so much. We appreciated your friendship for so long. And just really highly want to recommend your books to our listening audience. Check out Weathering Climate Change, Navigating Genesis, or Why the Universe is the Way It Is. And there are probably 15 other ones I haven't mentioned. Hugh, always a pleasure. Thank you so much, friend. You're very welcome. Hugh Ross, Reasons to Believe is the ministry. Always fascinating. Take a a quick break. We're going to pivot from outer space to pretzels. That's the ride home. can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to make Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right, call Doing It Right. 
Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. For those of you that have watched The Office, a classic episode is National is National Pretzel Day. If you haven't watched okay? it. And of course, it upturns everything in The Office because that's how great a pretzel is. Mm-hmm. And though we are not going down to the lobby to wait in line, though we're not jockeying for position amongst other people here in The Office, I long today for a pretzel. Really? I long for one. I, I think... Favorite one. Choice of. Choice of? Yeah, anywhere. Someone says, here. Thank you so much for asking. Snap your fingers and here it is. I was in a, this is going to sound snooty, but I'm just going to be honest about it. Snooty! I was in this very small town in Germany a couple years ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this woman who lived in in the town came into the church where we were staying and she had a basket, a wicker woven basket that had like a little like uh, towel in it. And she opened it up, and she had made four dozen pretzels, okay? And each one of them was cut in half, and the inside was buttered. What? Okay? And they hand you like a little pretzel sandwich, and Mm. they say something in German, and then I say something in English because I can't speak that language, and and she didn't speak English. And it was – it's – German pretzels are off the chain. Why is that snooty? Because it sounds like, oh, well, in Germany, it's oh, better. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, I want to be well, one no, of those you just people. happened to be there. But I do, you were on a choir trip. It I, wasn't like I, you right, were on the Rhine. I, you're right. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Exactly. Oh, there's Kath floating down the Rhine in a five-star service. Right, no, it wasn't. No, she's was like, you know, being like, you know, the referee by a bunch of, you know, teenage girls. And, ah! and the fact that we were staying in that church, that was pretty rough. How anyway, snooty of you, Kathy. How snooty. The pretzel, the pretzel's there. Yeah. Do you know that they're, they're very, there's no salt on top? What, the German pretzels? Uh-huh. I wouldn't know if I fell over it. But there's salt in the dough. Oh, So they're oh, salty, oh. but it's so- Internal salt. Yeah, so there might be a little salt on top, mm-hmm. but nothing like what we have here, but Excellent. still delicious. Well, are the Germans the one- are, Yeah. Can they say I invented the pretzel? I think so. The Germans did. Yeah. So there you were. I was I mean, there at the- Heck, I mean, I was like, you know, just hoping for like, you know, a bag of pretzels from the shop and say- Okay, so if you were going close- <laughs> 
Is there any place around here that you there, enjoy? There's a, there are pretzel shops in Pittsburgh, are there not? I had uh, a really good pretzel at the Lincoln Brewery really? a couple weeks ago, which is in Bellevue. Uh, I remember the guy, when I used to work downtown, he would sell pretzels at the bus stop. And at the same time, he was smoking like a stogie. It was always suspect, but he was there for decades. He was there every day. I never bought a pretzel off him. I often felt bad because it was really unappetizing. You knew what it was going to taste like. He was kind of like the reverse of Gus and Yaya, but the poor guy was out there every day. Anyway, I like to have a pumpernickel pretzel with some dip. Like a a mustard dip? No, no. A honey mustard dip? No, a French onion. Give me some. Oh. No, that's fabulous. Well, I think you should go with the mustard. Uh-uh, no, no. I don't like the mustard What about thing. nacho cheese? Dip your pretzel in that. That's yeah. delicious. But pumpernickel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about an Auntie Anne's? I don't like those. That's fine. That's too it's much. good. No, that's it's good. too much. Pretzels. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuleba says in order to win the war, Ukraine needs more help from the West. As long as Russian soldier puts a foot on Russia, on Ukrainian soil, nothing is enough. And I want to be straight on it. We appreciate everything that has been done, including by the United States. We understand that for some, what has been done is already a revolution. But this is not enough as long as the war continues. Russia continues pounding eastern and southern Ukraine as the U.S. Defense Secretary Austin promised to, quote, keep moving heaven and earth to get Kiev the weapons it needs to repel the new offensive. On Wall Street, the Dow is down nearly 590 points and the Nasdaq off 375. This is SRN News. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-3156, and together we can help achieve this goal while putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-3156. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. The Bible says that in the end there would be perilous times. And as you take a look at the world that we live in today, economic inflation, gas prices are on the rise, COVID-19 is still looming in the darkness, and the possibilities of a World War III. What do you do in these moments? Aren't you glad to know that Jesus Christ has a word just for you? And I believe Cornerstone is that voice in this season and that God has hewn out a rock of hope 
in this season of despair, which is why I want you to join us April 25th to the 29th for our Hope Arising fundraiser. It is going to be a powerful time of prophetic insight, revelation that is going to break you through every line of the devil's defense. We have great guests, Coy Barker, Joshua Giles, Randy Kay, and yours truly. I want you to mark your calendar April 25th to the 29th at 8 p.m. Watch Hope Arising on Cornerstone Television. Xfinity Channel 805, Verizon 505. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Patchy clouds and colder tonight. We'll see a late night rain or snow shower in spots, the low 35. A shower in spots tomorrow morning, otherwise mostly cloudy skies and breezy with a high of 43. Turning out clear and cold tomorrow night. Temperatures breaking the record of 29. Set back in 1934, there will be a freeze with a low of 28. Partly sunny and cold Thursday with a high of 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along today, the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Uh, Sometimes you, sometimes, I mean daily, daily this happens, you read something and you cannot believe that this actually happened. Yeah. And oftentimes the disbelief, the shock of it all, is centered around the heartbreak of the story of the people involved in the story. And such is the case with a a short story that I'll tell you now about a man whose name is Wynn Bruce. Wynn Bruce was 50 years old. And last Friday at 6 p.m. at the nation's capital, outside of the Supreme Court, Wynn Bruce set himself on fire and killed himself in self-immolation. Bystanders uh, tried to help. Of course, uh, you can imagine the horror of witnessing that. But as you read the story about Wynn Bruce, it's clear. I mean, first people, I think when you hear this, you go, oh, what could have driven someone to do this? How could you harm yourself? What was this all about? And in reading the story, my first thought was, how could you commit suicide by setting yourself on fire? Well, reading deeper into the story, and then, of course, the reporter, I'm reading from an article at the uh, Today's Washington Post, Ellie Silverman and Ian Shapira have written this article, that they go into Win Bruce's life story. And this young man, this man, 50 years of age, his story defined by two things. An automobile accident at the age of 18, his disappointment at his physicality by the wreckage of the automobile accident being taken away, he hoped to be in the Air Force. This happened literally, this accident, this auto accident in Win Bruce's life. He was driving with a buddy of his. 
his buddy inexplicably veered off a road and they hit a tree. His friend who was driving was killed instantly. And when Bruce was critically injured and had to undergo years and years of physical therapy. Now, his family said that in the intervening years, most likely he suffered brain trauma, was never able to actually hold a job supported by his family, although he had aspirations and he had a photography business. But that accident and then the intervening years of heartbreak and aimlessness drove him and I would say in a good way, to search for a deeper meaning. In that deeper meaning, he found himself in Colorado Springs, where he became later on in life a Buddhist. And then, of course, in the Buddhist tradition, when you see people making a political statement, this was really true in the 60s, as a means of protesting the Vietnam War, multiple Buddhist monks set themselves on fire in protest to the Vietnam War. You may have seen these images. I mean, they originated initially around, you know, in India or Vietnam, Vietnamese Buddhist monks. And those Buddhist monks circulated around the world. There's at least 15 cases of Buddhist monks setting themselves on fire in the 1960s as a political protest, a reaction in a call out for peace, to live a peaceful life in the hopes that as someone has shocked our consciousness, when you see a human being on fire, we would be apt to question and try to understand the meaning behind someone's act of violence against themselves. Why would someone do that? What would drive someone to do that? So when Bruce, who was an only child and is survived only now by his father, Father, 78 years old, a retired administrator at a community college outside of Minneapolis, said that he spoke with his son just a few days prior to this, his death and that his son made no mention of his coming plans. And apparently the plan had been in place for some time because he posted something almost a year ago about the date, which was 42222 where he killed himself when Bruce did. So in further study, further investigation, it it appears that this was a reaction and say what you will, because any number of places where I've gone to read about when Bruce's life, the comment section has been open, but then been shut down because in the cruel internet age that we live in, people would comment uncharitably. I'll put it that way about this when Bruce's death. Why would you kill yourself that way? The reaction to this is why when Bruce has decided apparently to kill himself was a reaction as to, I'm sorry, as a reaction to the climate change crisis. And people would say, why would you kill yourself over climate change? Well, I guess we'll never know when Bruce is not here to answer that question. But those who knew him, loved him, called him a gentle soul, searching for meaning in his life and surrendering his life to this. Mm -hmm. Why would someone do this? We speak about it now. Whatever your views are on climate change, someone made an exclamation point to put their life on the line to end their life. 
it's a sad and I would say fascinating story to see someone surrender. Mm-hmm. And interesting to see how, a, a, um, like what our belief systems challenge us to do. To the extreme. Yeah. The uh, Christian subcultures that play with snakes. Sure. Right? I mean, that's they, they believe their faith challenges them to do that. And so if they're true believers, then this is what they do. I think similar to what this gentleman did, right, is that his Buddhist faith challenged him to do something. Often, And in his mind, it became that. A statement. A statement. A and maybe statement. he didn't see it. I don't know if he saw it as extreme or not. We certainly would see it as extreme. Well, I would think so, right? To, it's a political act as well because you're mm-hmm. setting yourself on fire outside of the Supreme Court. Right. On a Friday afternoon at 6 p.m. There's a lot to be said about that, mm-hmm. that choice of the ending of it all. And apparently to leave no trace and heartbreakingly so, to not talk to your I know. father as you exit this world. I wonder if it was a last-minute decision. No, no. No, I said he posted something about this online almost a year ago. That he was planning to do this? No, that he's, he posted 4-22-22 and then had a fire emoji. No, I don't know if this was on Facebook oh, okay. or where, but somewhere you know in his mind, this was the goal. I don't know what it means. And I wonder if we look back on the history of self-immolation, if that has ever been, if if the act is supposed to produce an end result of mind change or perspective change, I wonder if it's ever been shown to be that. Well, I remember that as a boy. And I remember seeing, there are very famous images. Was that persuasive to you? Yes. Because you see a Buddhist monk kneeling in the lotus position. And, I mean, it's a shock. Look it up. It's a shocking image. He's sitting, you know, like he's at peace. But his entire body is consumed in flames. It's uh, horrible. It is. Absolutely horrible. Horrible. But is that, was that, I mean, it was certainly scary to you. It'd be scary to anybody. It doesn't matter whether you're a kid, an adult, whoever. That'd be a terrifying thing to ever see. But you're so invested. Yeah, but I'm wondering if that made you, per, did that change your opinion on the Vietnam War? Did that change anybody's opinion on the Vietnam War? Well, it was so contentious, right? I mean, everybody had a point of view. See, so that's what I mean. I, I, I wish that... Uh, it that that would be, you know, maybe considered before the act would be carried out is okay. If this is if your end goal is to have people change their minds, this probably isn't going to work. Well, it's not going to produce what you want it to produce. I think what it's producing is this conversation. Yes, awareness. You and I speaking mm-hmm. about this, shocked by this. Our listeners now are aware of this. Some of them will take it further and read further and try to understand it, yes, wrestle with this. It's true. And also at the same time, I think it would be it wouldn't be telling the full story if we didn't acknowledge that there was some mental illness involved here. <clears throat> because that's a portion of the story as well. Well, I'm not sure. I, well, I what you can label it. 
A brain injury is a brain brain injury injury, mental illness? No. Well, a brain injury is a brain injury. Right. But clearly he was functioning. But but unable to be employed. Right. Someone cared deeply about something. Something. Enough to make an act that... It's so shocking. And so horrible. They made a statement. It's something they care deeply about. Does it change my thought process about climate change? I can't say it does. But I have to... I don't want to minimize that person's life. Of course not. Any person who dies by their own hand, you would never want to minimize their life. No, no, no. So because him, I, because I think maybe the minimization of their own life is what drives them per, in in some cases to commit the act. But to some people, to certain people, he will be an environmental martyr. Sure. Right, and that means something to them for that cause. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's take a break. This is the ride home where Pittsburgh's Christian talk. We're just wrestling with things like you are. Jesus, save and protect us. Be right back. WORD. Your station for Brian Chapel and Unlimited Grace. These people now in exile, they think about going back to Jerusalem, going to ascend the temple of praise. And they who are in exile and slavery say, God's not done. This is not the final chapter. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chapel, weekday afternoons at 1.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money to brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. I'm Lynn Hayes Freeland, talk show host. Everyone deserves a chance to own a home. That's why Mortgages for Mothers is the way home. Free home buying workshop from Dollar Bank. Learn how to break the rent cycle, build savings, cut debt, and boost credit. Join us for the Way Home Workshop from Dollar Bank on Saturday, May 14th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Register today at dollar.bank slash the way home. Dollar Bank, let's get you there. Equal housing lender. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Service installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, offering generous financial aid, prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church and our neighborhoods. Apply now for fall. Visit pts.edu. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. We saw something uh, the other day about children, adult children living at home or adults supporting their children financially or in some way. 62%, that's amazing, 62% of parents are helping their children in some form Mm -hmm. as they are in adulthood. And another key finding from the uh, same study is that 62% of adult children living with their parents don't contribute in any meaningful way to household expenses. No, that's not right. Savings.com says they found that around 95% of parents would choose to help their child financially if their child needed help. Of course. All right. If your kid was in turmoil, and you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Parents are shelling out roughly $1,000 a month on average on such expenses. Food, health insurance, cell phone coverage, food, all those things together. A child uh, over 18. When I Wait, left... Well, you're shaking your head. When I left my parents' house... How old were you when you left your parents' house? 18. But really, truly, I was almost 16 because I went to live at the funeral home. And so I was I was making a living. Now what do you, when you say you went to live at the funeral home, what does that mean? <laughs> People listening to the program are like, what? Tell me more. Well, this local funeral home that they needed a guide, you know, a, a person to answer the phones at nighttime. So they provided me with an apartment upstairs at the funeral home. And, I, you know, I spent many, many nights there. I was and you were the, like in 10th grade. Yeah. And I worked there and mostly lived there throughout the entirety. And I left there, you know, um, end of freshman year in high school or in college, end of freshman year in college. I understand that was, you know, a unique gig. That's for sure. I mean, but you know what I mean? I was pretty much on my own. Now, did you ever move home after you left at 18? uh, I broke my leg and moved back home for just a short period of time. How short? Less than. Less than two months. Okay. But I was a mess. I mean, I, I broke my wrist and my leg at the same time, so I really wasn't mobile. I needed some help. Yeah. Mom, thanks, Mom. Dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, but look. Okay, so, and and you have two children, both of which are still at home, but not currently at home. They're both right. in they're college. They're in college, but they're coming home. Yeah. Now, my things have changed. It's a lot harder now, and look, especially what's happened in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Pandemic's changed everything, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it has. It for sure has. You've got two kids. One child is at home. One is not at home. Mm-hmm. A recent college grad, right, with a full time job, out on her own, right, which was pretty much the standard. Yeah, I left home when I was eighteen, and never moved never home came back. again. Ah, uh, wait, no, I never did. I mean, not no. like yeah, right. No, I never did. I, but again, it's different for everybody. I don't think that you can. There's no, 
there shouldn't be a one size fits all approach. No, of course not. No, because and, and everybody I, has different issues. Like you got hurt. Yeah. You had to go home. And I'm not trying a lot to. Sh- of people, yeah, a lot of people have uh, an illness, uh, you know, financial meltdown, whatever it is. It's not. Whatever. I, I have, my husband, and I to- my husband and I told our daughters uh, from the time they were maybe in the middle of high school to the time they, to current times, that they could always That's what I said to my kids. come home. I always say to my boys, you are always yes. welcome here. Yes. It's an open door yes. here. I love you. Yes. Now, of course, when they're 40, if they're still living with me, I get a problem. Right. I mean, I, I don't want that. Of course, no parent wants that. Everybody wants their child to, to go on their own and create their own life and to flourish themselves. Mm-hmm. But but there is always we, there's always an open door. I think that's a really important mm-hmm. thing for kids to know. Okay, but where do you draw the line? And that's the question. <clears throat> Right. We're going to open up the phones right now at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. How are you supporting your adult children? Have you drawn a line? And if so, where is the line? Is there good advice there? 800-320-8255. If you're listening to the program and you have little kids, this is going to happen to you at some point where you're going to have to make a determination like this. Well. If you're listening to the program and you've never had kids, it's an interesting thing to know about still because it affects the whole community. It affects the whole neighborhood. It it impacts your entire church. I mean, I have a multiple people who I know who are part of my church family who are adult children who live with their parents. Mm-hmm. And it's not it, – it, that's a healthy choice for them. It's not like that's a bad choice. No, right, it's right. a healthy choice for them. But Especially you age out. But there are parameters yeah. to it that, that they've set up. Anyway, we want to hear from you at 800-320-8255. And we're How just curious. are you supporting your adult kids? Right. Have you drawn a line? And where is it? All right. Okay, so how are you – are you supporting your kids in any way? No. I mean, our our daughter who's still in college – uh, well, a little bit. Yeah, little I mean, bit. a little bit. Not she. She. She has a job up there. We're not so doing much. I mean, not not a, a whole lot. I'm paying my kids' car insurance. Oh, we're we're paying for their phones, both of them still, and their phones. And we are. Uh, right. We're not, I'm, we're paying one car insurance, not the other. But we are still. Uh, they're still under our health insurance. Oh, health insurance. I'm happy to do that. Right. right. I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. Okay, 800-320-8255. Uh, let's go to the phones. Nicole, you're first up. Tell us your story about your adult kids. So my daughter is um, – and hello, by the way. Hello. I love your show. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Um, so my daughter is 22. She's in college. She doesn't graduate until December. Um, before she got into college, I told her I would pay her college expenses for, like, the first four years. Um, and then after that, if she wanted to go to grad school or med school, mm-hmm. then she would have to do the rest. But the year and a half in, I had gotten really sick. Mm-hmm. I had heart surgery, and yeah. I just could not do it. The bills just piled up, and I couldn't do it any longer. And she had to go to um, a community college, and she was devastated. And I had to remind her who she was in Christ. <laughs> And that just because she had to go to a community college, that that college didn't make her, that God made her, and she had to take over her bills. And um, she was upset for a moment, but she, she's she been fine ever since. Like, she found her way. She started, she got another job. 
she started um, paying all of her bills and she started asking for um, assistance from the school. And so now, four years in, she has been blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's back at her four-year university. Um, she, like I said, she'll be graduating, but she do, she pays bills. She does not live rent-free. Nobody lives in my house rent-free. Yep. <laughs> And um, but she pays her portion and she pays her college tuition. Wow. Now, when she graduates, she's supposed to be taking her MedCats, MCATs. I hope I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be, you know, applying for medical school. I told her she can live with me until she's done medical school because I don't want to see her mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of debt, unnecessary debt, right. if she doesn't have to. But the deal is when I get you know, 70 years old and I'm on one leg, she's yep. supposed to have a uh, senior living suite for me <laughs> in her house. <laughs> That's a good deal. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And yep. I told her her husband, she needs to make sure her husband understands that I come with the deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you did your part. It's, you know, right. It's good to come back around again and take care of mom. Exactly. Exactly. But she does not live rent free and she, she has to pay her part of her experience. Excellent. So, Nicole, what happened is you created uh, her into an adult, did you not? Exactly. Exactly. Good job. Good for you. Very, very good job. And it's funny. It's funny. Real quick, it's funny because when she tells people she pay bills, her friends, they Mm. look at her like, what? (laughs) 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 I I told her one time, I said, you might not have to say that to everyone. I don't think they understand. Thanks, Nicole. Very good. Good to hear from you. That's an excellent phone call. Really appreciate it. 800-320-8255. Are you in some form or another helping your adult child with expenses? Or are you an adult child and you're being helped by your parents? Right. 800-320-8255. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, hey, Kelly, uh, you're live with Kathy and myself. Uh, Thanks for coming along and be part of the conversation. Thank you very much for having me. This is a subject that is kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, so I, I had to call in for the first time just to chime in in case there's anyone else with a similar situation listening. I'm in my late 20s and my husband is in his early 30s and we're both college grads. And based on our area, um, it just doesn't fiscally make sense to, to purchase a home. The cost of living is Crazy. so, so high. Yep. And um his mother, my mother-in-law, were very fortunate to have our differences but get along at the at the core of things. So we live with her. And um, I think that that's not that atypical of a living arrangement, but there's a lot of pressure on people my age to be completely independent, mm-hmm. not ask your parents for anything. Um, so, and at first I really had a gratitude issue with this situation. I said, I want to meet, you know, these social standards of buying my own place, buying my first house with my husband, being completely independent. And um, God really dealt with my heart there because I, I was actually being very ungrateful that I had a wonderful house, a good relationship with my mother-in-law, yes. and a safe place to be. And I just, I had to do a literal gratitude practice and pray over this until it dawned on me that I'm so fortunate to have this situation. And um, yeah, and coming to that realization has actually blessed us because now we're in a place where we take care of her. and. We, you know, she says, you guys make things happen around the house. You make sure contractors do work like they should. You do the lawn care and things like that. And um, it really just, I watched this transform from a place of no gratitude for my situation to feeling envious of others to a place of, that I didn't even see I could get to, basically. Hmm. 
Kelly, that's so good. You know, one thing I just really, first of all, I want to affirm your whole attitude about it and just being honest in saying that at mm-hmm. first you felt like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be independent and what, and I want my own house. But, and so I appreciate you kind of taking us through that evolution in your own thinking. But the other thing is we in America are keep, we keep decrying how isolated we are, how lonely mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. right? And yet we seem to be doing everything to, you know, bifurcate our, our, from our, our family members, our relationships, you know, whatever it is, when you are talking about something that's really, you know, going to become near and dear to you, maybe should you have children to your children. Yeah. It, it's, and much more traditional around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, I, think, I, I think that's a good point. And I didn't even think of it that way. But I mean, if we lived separated, we we um, would feel lonely and we'd go over to visit her all the time. And then we'd be worrying about caring for her at a distance, right. whereas we've made that happen in a convenient, natural way. And it was just getting over the society perception of it. Good though. for you, Kelly. And the perception. Yeah. Thank you. That's really good. Thanks for calling. Very good. 800-320-8255. Should we step aside or we, we get yeah, to go back to the phones? Uh, okay, we'll take a quick break. Okay, uh, people are lining up. 800-320-8255. We're talking about helping your adult children, or if you're an adult child, you just heard our, our last caller from Kelly. That's a really interesting whole other side of the story. Tell us, how's that work in your family, in your life, in your budget? You can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives. Not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe, Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. Weatherproof your day with the AccuWeather app by checking your daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute forecast. With precise details pinpointed to your exact street address, you will have access to exclusive features like MinuteCast and RealFeel, all backed by AccuWeather's team of over 100 expert meteorologists. 
The AccuWeather app is your most reliable source of weather information, so you can plan your day with confidence. Download the AccuWeather app today. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, offering generous financial aid, prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church and our neighborhoods. Apply now for fall. Visit pts.edu. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Patchy clouds and colder tonight. We'll see a late night rain or snow shower in spots, the low 35. A shower in spots tomorrow morning, otherwise mostly cloudy skies and breezy with a high of 43. Turning out clear and cold tomorrow night. Temperatures breaking the record of 29 set back in 1934. There will be a freeze with a low of 28. Partly sunny and cold Thursday with a high of 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. If you're an adult child, is that the way to do it? If you're an if you're a young adult and you're living with your mom and dad, are there rules? Are, are you careful about what you do? You contribute to household expenses? Are you careful what you say or what you do around the house or whatever? If you're a parent who has adult kids living with you, do you have? Is there are there parameters set up? What's that like for you? Mm-hmm. And is the relationship good? Is it helpful? Is it negative and you wish it wasn't the case? Anyway, phone lines are open at 800-320-8255, Via email, I heard from a listener during the commercial break who said, you know, I would call in to talk about this, but it's kind of an embarrassing subject to bring up because I don't want to, as uh, a parent, admit that my... 45-year-old son is still living with me. Um, And I don't, but I'm glad he is. But it's also weird to talk about because I don't want to make him feel bad. I mean, so she was basically commiserating with people who are in the circumstance, but but felt like there was a societal pressure that she couldn't really weigh in on the issue, which is interesting, right? So there is some- A lot of different perspectives. There can be judgment in it, or there can be, I'm not independent enough, or my kids aren't independent enough. And I- I don't know. I think our last caller, Kelly, really kind of brought things around and yeah. saying, I don't I don't know how much it is about independence as much as it is about the fact that we can embrace different kinds of community. Yeah. And, and of course, you heard that. I mean, her attitude changed as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the phones, you say? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the phones and speak with Barb. Hey, Barb, you're live on the air. How are you doing? Hi, John and Kathy. How are you? Good, Good. Barb. How are you? Good. I have a story that sort of has a, a different layer to it. Um my husband and I have an only son who is actually going to turn 30 in a few weeks. Um, right out of high school, he didn't really know what he wanted to do, and he settled on a, one of those trade schools that unfortunately have closed down. But for a two-year education, it was going to be $50,000. And we said, well, that's a lot of money for something that you really kind of don't even know that that's where you're headed. But we we backed him on it, and we took out those Parent PLUS loans, and so he had debt, and we had debt for him, and um, he finished the education, and he used it for about a year, and then decided he wanted a different path. Mm-hmm. So he went into a trade, and three months on the job suffered a pretty bad back injury. Oh, no. So he had he has been off of work 
for four years. Wow. And has had several back surgeries. And through the grace of God, he returned back to work last week. <laughs> but mm. through those four years, we've had to support him. But the the other layer to the story is when he when he moved out right after high school, he wanted to move in. We had a rental property. It was empty. So he and two buddies moved in. When he got hurt, his two buddies ended up leaving. It was just a coincidental type thing. In the meantime, he had gotten dogs. Couldn't move back into our home with his dogs because we had a cat. <laughs> oh, so not only have we supported oh. him by paying his school loans, He's lived in our rental property, and we've paid those bills. Oh, so, so you've taken a loss there, really, too. Wow. Yeah. And it's become another layer because my husband, during that time, was like, this has to stop. We have to figure something out. Yeah. And I kind of was on the other side of the fence saying, it's not going to be forever. We're going to do what we can to get him through it. And right now, like I said, we're, we're at that point. But even from his point of view, as a 30-year-old, it's kind of really tough on him, too, saying, I had such a fat back. I, I, you know, I, I really want to be out there. I want to be adulting. But his injury set him back. Now we're at a fresh start. And he wants to move forward. And my husband's doing a little tear in the background saying, we don't pay these bills for very much longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that, that's a good story. Um, that's a lot. I not anything different. Yeah. I really wouldn't have done anything different. No, you know, we'll do yeah. whatever we need to do for our children. Right. And, and, and as a child, I did everything that I could for my parents. I right. mean, that's just part of being in family. And you're loving your son and you want him to yeah. flourish, but, you know, things happen and life, you know, has interruptions. So congratulations for staying the course and not being a nudge. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing the story with us, Barb. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's take one more phone yeah, call. Sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. Leslie. Leslie. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me drop that. There we go. Hey, I'm a little out of practice here. Okay. Hey, Leslie, thanks for coming along today. You're live on the air. Tell us your story, please. Hi. Um, my name's Leslie, and I lived with my parents. I was 35. I had a really good job. Um, my parents, we grew, my sister and I grew up on an eight generation farm and my parents said, we will let you stay there to get on your feet. And I would milk cows (laughs) twice a day, work my full time job. And then my dad would ask for rent and I was so annoyed (laughs) because I was like working full time and helping him. And then when I married my love of my life, I left at 35 and got married and you know, bought bought a house with the money I saved. My parents handed me the money and said, this is for all your work and your wow. rent. It was my rent money. Fabulous. So, like, we grew up with that. Like, we grew up, like, you help each other out. I never borrowed one single penny from my parents, you know, but they, I socked it away until I had to, you know, till I don't know, like, that's just how you're raised. It's just... Leslie, that's such a great story. I love that. Mm -hmm. And again, so that was that was for a season in your life. And it sounds like that was absolutely the right choice. And then you went on to a different season, but it wasn't like either one of your choices were bad ones. Yeah. And it's like my I mean, I'm very, very close with my family. And it was just just how it did like. My parents moved in with my grandparents, and Mm -hmm. they took care of them. I mean, it's an eight-generation farm, and I just couldn't be any more blessed. And, like, I I got made fun of quite often (laughs) because I still live with my parents, (laughs) you know, and I was older when I got married. I wouldn't change it for all the money in the world. It was, like, 
I don't know. We grew, we're always been close, and then you work together, and you have to be close because you're in each other's business constantly. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So we're just very, very, very blessed. Excellent. I just, you know, because a lot of people get a lot of grief on, talk, you know, hanging out with your parents. and right. But they're your best friends. Your family's yep. your best friend. Yep. Your parents are your best friend. And I pray to God everybody else feels that way because I couldn't be any more happier. Well, that's tr- a terrific call. Thank you, Leslie. Very nice. Family's family, right? Yep. You got to help each other out through the good times and Absolutely. the bad. Very good. Okay, we need to step away for just a minute. We come back, we're going to talk about a, a new film that you should be aware of. That's uh, straight ahead. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, The Ride Home. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not about whether you're going to get in heaven or not. You'll already be there. When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it will be about how have I lived my life as a believer? What kind of a steward have I been for the gifts that God has entrusted to me? Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, Signs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 730 on 101.5 WORD. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799, and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799. Again, text RON to 99799. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Springhouse fans almost every day delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction, like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
Released in theaters across the country last month and also launched April 15th via streaming on Salem Now. The documentary Whose Children Are They? talks about content being taught to America's kids and what parents can know about it and do about it. Happy to welcome to the program Rebecca Friedrichs, producer and veteran teacher. Rebecca, hi. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, Rebecca, our pleasure. Uh, what is going on, Rebecca, in our nation's schools? Well, our nation's schools have been captured, and they were captured through so-called teachers' unions who claimed that they were there to represent teachers. Uh, but teachers like myself saw through their schemes. Um, they actually are working to undermine our very free republic and to undermine the relationship of children with their parents and uh, to really... Um, uh, destroy the American educational system. They've brought some very um, frightening indoctrination into our schools and have removed excellent teaching. And uh, they bully teachers who push back and say, hey, we're here to teach the kids. But there's a lot going on, and uh, a lot of parents and teachers were unaware of who was behind this. And so Whose Children Are There helps to explain where this agenda is coming from and who's behind it. Rebecca, talk about your own teaching. Um, where did you teach? What was that experience like for you? I taught 28 years in California public schools in Orange County. And um, the beginning of my career was wonderful. I told everybody it was the best job in the world. I taught kindergarten through fourth grade. Mm. Adorable, sweet little kids. I just absolutely loved educating them. But uh, things were already corrupting even early in my career in uh, 1988. For example, when I was a student teacher in 87, I witnessed another teacher bullying children every day. She was abusing them. She'd grab them and yank them and scream in their little faces. They were first graders. Mm. And I asked why she was allowed to do that, and I wanted to report the child abuse. And I was told by my master teacher, you know, today's the day you learn about teachers' unions. They're defending her. The district can't get rid of her. And by the way, they spend teacher money on radical left politics and we can't do anything about it. So um, so it's been bad for a really long time um, and my career was impacted. I'd still be in the classroom if it wasn't for this corruption. So now I just spend all my time trying to expose it and trying to change it because teachers don't have to pay these unions anymore So because we sued them. So we're trying to educate them on that and educate parents that, look, it's not good teachers that are doing these horrible things. It's the corruption of the unions who have usurped good teachers. So we're hoping to get the truth out there to people so we can all work together to stop it. So what's happened, Rebecca? I mean, many good and well-meaning people want to become teachers. They do so, I would imagine, in an altruistic way because they love children, they love knowledge, and they want to put that knowledge in children's minds. But where do things go wrong? Yes, you're exactly right about that. The majority of teachers I worked with my whole career, I still know they're wonderful people who really want to do what's best for children. Um, there's several things. Number one, our teacher colleges were infiltrated. Um, in 1933, there was a group from uh, Germany, communists, who started a school called the Frankfurt School. They started it at Columbia University in New York. And they have worked there ever since to promote their agenda, and they literally were able to infiltrate our teacher colleges across the country. So you have these good people who go to school to become teachers, and they get into these corrupted teacher colleges, and they start getting indoctrinated. Some get brainwashed. Some believe it. Some come back to the classroom, and and they're activists, and they do horrible things and teach horrible things. Others see through it and realize, whoa, this is a problem, and they just do what they have to do to pass their classes, you know, and then they get in the classroom and try to do a good job. The problem is 
the system is so corrupted that even those great teachers, they either get harassed out of the classroom or they have to go along to get along if they want to keep their job, you know, or they're just undermined by the very curriculum that's placed into our schools by these awful people like, like Common Core, which is a horrible curricula. Uh, it's not technically curricula, but it's, it, it pushes different curricula, uh, anti-American curricula and horrible math and all sorts of things. And so teachers end up trapped mm. with these horrible uh, in within this horrible system and with horrible curricula. Trapped indeed. You can watch the documentary, find out more information about it, actually. View the 60-second trailer at whosechildrenarethey.com. That's who's, W-H-O-S-E, whosechildrenarethey.com. Um, talk about, um, Rebecca, who you think this film is for. Um, when you were producing it and watching it come together, who were you hoping would be your audience? Well, this film is for anyone who cares about freedom, who cares about our country, who cares about our children and our schools. Anyone who's, who's noticing that there's problems in our schools and wants to fix them. So what this, what this movie does is it, um, it digs down into the root of, of all the problems in our schools, the critical race theory, the radical sexualization of our children, the uh, anti-discipline policies that have literally led to school shootings and all kinds of other problems that are in our schools. You have a radical school board that won't listen to you. How did that happen? Well, all of these problems happen because of so-called teachers unions who collect billions annually to push their agenda and bully good teachers. So, so this movie is for anyone who wants to learn the truth and who wants to learn how they can stand together as a community, uh, parents, faith leaders, you're a leader of any kind, teachers, um, you want to stand together and you want to you want to change your schools, you want to help save our country, this movie's for you because it's going to empower you. If, if you're educated on what's going on and how it happens, then you can better fight against the, um, the very people that are undermining us. Now available for streaming at Salem Now. Check out the film Whose Children Are They? For more information and to watch the trailer, as I said, check out this website, whosechildrenarethey.com. Whosechildrenarethey.com. Rebecca Friedrichs, producer, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we are a family mortgage team committed to Word FM. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. I'm Doug Mastriano. I know something about fighting for freedom. My 30 years of military service showed me how much we took our freedoms for granted. When the lockdowns came and the left trampled our rights, I was one of the few to stand up for freedom. I fought for the integrity of our elections. I fought for medical freedom, to choose what medicine we put in our bodies, and for the rights of Pennsylvanians to operate and conduct business. I fought for our elderly and our special needs children. 
and I fought for parents' rights to raise their kids without indoctrination in school. Now the spirit of our Walk as Free People movement has caught fire. I'm Doug Mastriano, and I'm running for governor because this election is about freedom. Join me to restore freedom, revive our families, rebuild our economy, and to get us back to greatness. Visit DougForGov.com. That's DougForGov.com. And let's take our state back. Paid for by friends of Doug Mastriano. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, offering generous financial aid, prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church and our neighborhoods. Apply now for fall. Visit pts.edu. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heat, even air, our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs, and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Some images you remember because they're so incredibly iconic, such as the case with a painting called Washington Crossing the Delaware. Now, uh, if as soon as you saw it, you would recognize it because there is George Washington standing in a rowboat and other men are around him rowing and trying to navigate through uh, ice flues. Mm-hmm. And one of the men with him is holding an American flag. It's a really beautiful, beautiful image. And for the first time in many, many decades, this painting is up for auction. Now, the weird thing is, there is a very large painting of this. This is not the large painting. The large painting is 21 feet long. It takes up an entire wall at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And the frame that's around it is huge. So it takes up... it. When you walk in the room, oh. I remember getting coming up a flight of steps and turning to the left, and it's just gargantuan. Massive. And, of course, I'd seen that image so many times growing up, having no idea how huge it was. Yep. So now, That's not the one that's up for auction. It is not. A, a smaller one, which is roughly three and a half feet by five and a half feet. A much more manageable size. Yes. Painted by a German-American, Emanuel Lutz, in 1851. And it's the first time since 1979 that this smaller version of the painting is up for auction. Expected to fetch somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to $15 million coming up for an auction next month at Christie's. So some very, very wealthy individual is going to put this somewhere on their wall Mm -hmm. or in their office or their house or hopefully for public viewing. It's really interesting because it shows, of course, George Washington in action. And around him, there are men of different nationalities and races. Mm -hmm. There's an Asian-American. There's a black man. There is a Scottish person, you know, in typical Scottish garb. And they are all focused on the event of getting safely to the other side. And it was uh, it was sort of a, a lifting up, a sort of when this uh, this was painted, seventy years had gone by since the original episode. Mm-hmm. So bringing to life a slice of history in a way to engage and embolden Americans in this new century of 1850. Yeah, I think that's. I think you've put it well. He looks like a great leader of a group effort. 
He sure I think does. Is, is the way it's I would describe the painting. Because all the guys, they have oars. Everyone's doing something yep. that's part of the process. There are horses in a boat behind him. I mean, not pulling a boat, in the boat. I mean, it's it's really fabulous. It is fascinating. Washington crossing the Delaware. Check it out tonight somewhere. Google it if you can, because it's a beautiful, beautiful image. Hey, thanks for being with us. Have yourself a great night. And say your prayers. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.